I'm still working on it. Yeah, we all need to follow you. What about you, Stephanie? I had a big birthday this year. <laughs> Very outspoken. Very passionate about the thing. Why do we need this again? I'm trying to understand. It makes no sense to me. But you know, the, yeah. you know what's, I'm not a Brit, so I right. can't. Hey guys, it's your girl Basha and welcome to Ask Basha video podcast. You know, today we're discussing something really important to me, the importance of building confidence in young women. And I'm so excited because I'm joined by two, um, three, two, okay, three of us, sorry, two amazing queens. <laughs> um, we're joined by our regular commentator, Miss Leslie Ann Bailey. Leslie Ann is an occupational therapist and an entrepreneur and a graduate of Howard University. Leslie Ann is also Caribbean American, Trinidadian. <laughs> She's based in DC. And today we're also joined by another queen and her name is Nina Babel, sitting um, in the Basha studios for the first time, even though she's not here live, she's in DC, right, Nina? I am DC based in Fort Lauderdale. Based in Fort Lauderdale. Nina is a founder of NIBE mm -hmm. Management Group. Um, her creative side is drone pilot fashion and portrait photography. And by day, Nina works as an IT project management consultant. So Nina is just one of another example of our of the ladies wearing multiple hats, um, really just bringing their brilliance to the Basha platform. And we welcome back our amazing sister, Leslie Ann Bailey. Ladies, Thank you. Yes. are you ready for today's topic? Yes. Are you ready to keep it real 100? Let's We're get right. into Keep it. it. Let's get into it. Keep it 100. And I'm I'm just so honored that you all took time from your busy, multifaceted schedule, even though some of you I have to pull you screaming and kicking, but you show up for me. I'm grateful. But before we get into it, before we get into it, I want to remind everyone that the Ask Basha podcast is streaming on Spotify and iTunes. And of course, the video version is available exclusively on the Basha platform, bashapowell.com and YouTube at Basha Powell. Let's go. Okay, so I'm a huge advocate for parents encouraging their children, in particular, young girls, um, that's my obvious bias, um, to, to, to build confidence from an, a very early age. I mean, I can't say exactly when I started to feel my confidence as a young woman, but I know that that it was running real, real strong in my DNA. Um, I'm going to ask you, ladies, and and of course, I'm going to start with our newbie commentator, Nina. I'm going to start with you. Would okay. you say that you um, always felt your confidence growing up as a young woman, and in particular, a woman of color? Um, did you always feel that confidence, and if not? When did you start it to feel or get, get an understanding of what it means to be a confident young woman? Um, I believe that did start at a young age. And I'll tell you why. At the age of eight, I found my parents kept letters I used to write. Mm -hmm. And in the letter, I said what I was going to be, you know, as far as making a living and that I would buy my parents a home, um, each of them their own home 
home already. It's like whatever I set out to do, I had that vision from an eight-year-old. Um, my mm-hmm. best friend indicated um, at 13, I had a resume. So I was working, you know, I had my little part-time jobs. Like, yes. Yeah, money yeah. in my account, you know. At 13, um, you know? At 13. At 13. A thousand dollars. Yeah, at 13. <laughs> wow. How, how about you, Leslie? I'm sorry. How about you, Leslie? Well, mine came a little later. I, you know, <laughs> growing up in the Caribbean, we were sheltered and, it, you know, taken care of. So I didn't really feel like I had to, you know, display this confidence to be able to make it. But I tell you, as soon as I got to the United States, uh-huh. it, it was sink or swim. You had no choice. You just mm-hmm. had to make it. So I just felt like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, put my entire effort into whatever I do so that I can be successful. So I, I felt like that came when I arrived here. So I, I want to go back to Nina on that point, because mm-hmm. what, what you were saying, Les, is that you felt that you, you came from a more, sh- well, you grew up rather um, mm-hmm. in a more sheltered environment where you didn't feel the, a more laid back environment, perhaps, where laid you didn't back. feel the urgency to, to demonstrate um, that, so, that early drive to have a bank account like Nina did and so on. Nina, would you say it had something to do with you growing up in Canada, I believe? Uh, yeah, I mean, first gen, right? Parents, uh, fathers, Trini, moms, guys, and, you know, mom always encourages you to have that stash, that Caribbean term, stash, mm-hmm. and uh, the value of saving money at an early age. Um, confidence, I believe, was more driven from my father. Um mm. Like he's always been a stature in my life. So I think a lot of it in terms of how I am today, how I orient myself um, comes from him just growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and would you say- advice. Okay, I'm sorry. If I, if I appear to be cutting you, Nina, I don't mean to. We just have some, a, a form of delay. So sometimes I think that you're not, that you're finished talking. So we have a bit of a delay. It's technology. You would know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So please feel free to continue if if you you about to see. No, I was done. I was just saying that uh, a lot of it to mm-hmm. me of who I am today, I attribute to him and then I there's certain things that my mother instilled as far as the saving goes and the stash that I referred to um just kind of practical everyday life skills, you know, she was responsible for. But yeah, I think it's important that connection you have to your father, you know, it's just my scenario. I think that connection of, between a father and daughter and that guidance is is crucial to confidence. Um, it's crucial, at least for me, it was. So I, I have to agree with you. I, I I have to agree with what you're saying. Um, and I would give examples later on, of course. But I wanted to mm-hmm. point out, just for the, the benefit of our listeners and, and our viewers, that I find the word confidence is often um, misunderstood mm-hmm. or defined differently. Because, right. you, you know, you also talk not necessarily about your your stash and, and, and your desire to save, because I don't see that as confidence. I see that as drive that comes Mm -hmm. from confidence. 
right? Okay. Right. Um, yeah, I see that as drive that comes from confidence because whilst I, as a child growing up in the Caribbean, I did not start saving that early because I, quite frankly, I had, I had nothing to save and nobody would give me a part-time job at 13, you know, that would have been unheard of. However, the drive, the desire right. to know where I'm going and, and to want mm -hmm. it with all my might, I, mm -hmm. I, I want to identify the difference between the drive and the confidence. So I always had a drive, but then sometimes you have that drive, but you are afraid to let the people in your immediate circle know that you have this desire to become this or to become that or to go get this mm -hmm. and to go get that. Now, that's where, when you talk about the father element, the person that put that in you, that's what I agree with. So mm -hmm. if that confidence cannot meet that drive, then we can't turn that into excellence. True. You, you feel me? Yes. yes, yes, I agree. Would you agree with me, Leslie? Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah it, it, so, you must have both. Mm -hmm. You must have both. Um, yeah. So I'll ask you both. If if it actually if it in fact happened, um, who was that person that you can recall from an early age that, that in, if it happened at an early age, and I think Nina, you answered the question, but who mm -hmm. was it for you, Leslie? Um, can you recall anybody in particular? Um, I would just think it would be many different people. It wasn't mm -hmm. any one person in particular, and I just think because I was kind of raised by a village and uh, yes. just many people around who helped to support me. So I yeah. wasn't in that nuclear family. I've always yeah. just really been part of an extended family and, family and everybody played a role, no one particular person. So yes, yes and as, a, as I do agree that, um, you know, a father does play a very, very significant role in your life and, and especially in the life of a, of a young lady to help to guide them and to help to boost their confidence. Um, there are others yeah. who can step in and fill in the gap. And Correct. that was my situation. So it, yeah. it was just, you know, I, I've just... I've been blessed to just have very kind people, whether they be strangers even, or, you know, professors, um, yeah. you know, or family that oh, family. encouraged me. Yeah. yeah. Particularly yeah. family. Family I, is crucial. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. And I think outside of like Nina um, attributes her early introduction to, to her, her self-confidence to her dad. Mm -hmm. But I, I also right. feel that many of us um, would have gotten that from, really just positive role modeling around us, you know, Absolutely. Um, especially Absolutely. in communities of color. You have people who never yes. know their father or their mother mm. and they become great because somebody came to talk at some association that they belong to as a child and right. sparked something in them. I remember yes. how I felt the first time I saw a Les Brown video. I was 18 years old okay. working while I was going to university because I did both um, like my summer and sometimes I'll, whatever day I had off, if I had two days off being a full-time student, I would work at an insurance company, which led me to accelerated, um, which helped me to ascend quickly um, on the, in the corporate ladder back then. And I remember seeing Les Brown and that was the moment and the video that my confidence needed to explode. <laughs> Okay. And oh, I went to Jamaica. Right. Yeah. So hey. sometimes you need. <laughs> sometimes you just need. You may not have parents who feel that hey, I need to sit you down and have this talk because many of us had that. Many of us didn't have that. 
And sometimes parents do that. And, and, and something, you still have people, children, young adults who doesn't really activate anything in them. I am mm-hmm. I am someone who believe that you can sometimes be predisposed to an overload of self-confidence. Do you all think that that's possible? I believe it happened in my case. So you think it could lead to almost like being somebody being arrogant versus just confidence, kind of like teetering it can, that line? If it's not managed, not, if it's not uh, managed properly, okay. most certainly, yeah. you know? I can understand that for sure. Yeah, but some people, mm-hmm. I think it's all over their DNA. I sometimes they have to control it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But I feel because it can in, in the field, mm-hmm. in working with children, young children, mm-hmm. I feel that uh, so many of the children of color do not really display confidence, and you know, they it's you know, I, I make it my duty to to call a little, to tell a little girl that they're beautiful, or I love your hair, that's in cornrows or natural, or you know, just mm-hmm. oh, I think you're so smart, you're wonderful. I do it with all children across the board, but I feel like there's mm-hmm. a, that additional push that children who look like me um, mm-hmm. benefit from, you know, and, and just to see them light up when they, you know, to hear you say these positive things to them. Yes. Um, and you know, just letting them know, I, I know you can do this. You know, I know you can, you can do this math assignment or you can do this, this science assignment. Right. Let's figure it out, you know, problem solving skills, <laughs> right. helping them to work mm-hmm. on these things. And all of that boost will boost their, their confidence. And for those who are not exactly driven, uh-huh. They get to talk as well. So they it get takes all of us well. to, yeah, to talk to them. Yeah. So we can't ignore, you know, you know, if there's no drive, you know, we can't, you know, also, <laughs> we just need to support. So I hear you, we but we don't want it to get to the point where it's, it's an overdrive and it's arrogance. Right. We'll have to check it. So I have two questions based on what you just said. Okay. The first question, and I will tell you both because I'm a woman of a particular age, so I might forget them. So I'll tell you both and then you can take it out. <laughs> so my, my, first, my, my first, my first uh, what I've heard you say is um, a great part of instilling confidence in young people is, is that mm-hmm. validation, you know, like letting them know that mm-hmm. you see them, letting them mm-hmm. know that you know, I had a conversation with some women recently, women of color, and I said, did anybody tell you at, at our age that black is beautiful? Did they describe mm. themselves as black? Did, and the answer mm-hmm. to all was no. So I think we've established that self-confidence comes out of lifting one's self-esteem as well, right? Um, and I also feel as though when we talk more about what Nina alluded to, and that's kind of like how where I found my confidence, is in my drive. Um, but I didn't find it because somebody sat with me and said, you know, you are beautiful, you know, and black mm. is beautiful and it's okay to be this. or it's okay to be that. I, I kind of had to navigate that as I went along. That's one. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what, what you both think about the fact that many of our young people, particularly in our culture are not told enough, especially when you were a particular age back then, you know, mm-hmm. you weren't told at all. Mm-hmm. And then my my other thing is, um, did any of you receive pushback? Because Leslie Ann alluded to, um, can you become arrogant? Now, whenever a woman of a particular color is confidence, confident, sorry, and she's feeling herself and she's happy in her own skin, 
she can often be accused of being arrogant when another woman with the same qualifications, same personality, but a lighter hue will not be seen as arrogant. She would be seen as knowing, deserving to display such traits. Over to you, Nina, you first. Um, so I just want to understand the question a little better. So mm -hmm. the first part of asking, the question is, uh -huh. you know, did you, and do you think it's necessary to get that validation? Did you get it? Like somebody sat you down and said, Hey, you are beautiful. Like what Les reinforced with the students that she works with. And it makes a difference in their day. Like people saying, Hey, Oh, you know, you're a beautiful girl. You know, you're talented. You know, did you receive a lot of that? Cause you grew up geographically. It was different for you. So maybe that had something to do with it. Um, it wasn't very popular back in our day. Let's just put it no, that it way. Wasn't no, it wasn't popular in our day. I mean, and especially as West Indian parents, they're so mm. critical. <laughs> Little girls Our are seen members. and not heard. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So, and I think that's where a lot of my insecurities started stemming. It's because mm -hmm. of these things that would they point out opposed to the positive things. Like now you're supposed to, like Les alluded to earlier, you know, positively influence these children. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, not to say it was all bad, but no, we're I not think saying it could that. Have been scripted different. It could have been scripted. It might have been more disciplinarian opposed to positive. Yeah, yeah. So, or what, let's what say about if you scored that A, you know, that mark, that grade. And that grade had nothing to do with your self-esteem. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with your self-esteem. So we, we ended up with a lot of, quote-unquote, bright girls who True. didn't even know that they were valuable. So they ended up in messy relationships because the first person that showed some sort of affection was, okay, well, I never felt this of anybody before, so I'm going to go there with my A self and get some F treatment. <laughs> that is unfortunate, but it's, yeah. uh, it's, um, it's played out too many times, honestly, it has. So, um, but the but, other part of, I, go ahead, Les, because I think you wanted so to. No, but in terms of the validation, I feel like, yes, mm -hmm. for us growing up, it was a lot different, but I feel now that there's, there's so many more positive images, um, mm -hmm. so many more people that look like us that we can relate to that are presenting you know, in a very positive light for the, you know, for the younger generation and that they can look up to. So I think having that role model doesn't necessarily have to be somebody in your home anymore or a family member or, you know, as you say, a teacher, but it, it mm -hmm. can be even maybe somebody who is, you know, in the limelight, somebody who is a star, um, who takes the time to, to really instill that in you. Um, so, but I think uh, it, it, for me, it was definitely more impactful mm -hmm. being someone who I can relate to or someone who actually knew me or can speak to me. Um, yeah. That's why I said, I just, you know, I, I could appreciate that validation and, and it's important across the ages. Well, I want to caution parents out there that, you know, whilst it happened for us, I don't think it's right to rely on um, celebrities and public figures to have a, uh, a positive impact on our children as it relates to their self-esteem and their self-confidence mm -hmm. and so on. Yes, it's nice to know that, mm -hmm. but it should, it should, it's something that should be handled in the home. 
you know, it, because you, I agree. you, you know, when it happens by default, mm -hmm. you, you just mm -hmm. never know what end result you, you can get when you're relying on the streets yeah. to give yeah. all you need to do your child, <laughs> not the streets. No, no, no. I call it the streets. Yeah. Okay, on a drive by then. Like <laughs> on a drive by or on, on, on the Kardashians or, or anything oh, no. streaming I'm, I'm, or anything streaming mm -hmm, to give mm -hmm. your child a sense of a dose. Because that's what happened in our time. That's so to, to give your child a sense of, of a cup of self esteem or self confidence or boost or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Because I remember, I'll give you an example, and I'm not making fun of you by any means because this actually happened with me. I remember my aunt and my uncle, they would subscribe to Ebony magazine for me, which which from an early age made me know that I was going to grow up one day and have my own magazine. Because all I ever saw on Ebony magazine was just people of color shining and looking splendid and fabulous. And that was mm -hmm. my idea of success from a, from a very early age, that same age that Nina described and before, before age 12, mm -hmm. I was seeing Michael Jackson and Diana Ross and Houston and all these people grace the color, the cover. And I would read, I would wait on the postman to drop this magazine. And I was the first one to open it and I would read it from cover to cover. And I just, so by the time it was time for me to have a magazine, that, that was already buried in my head. I wanted to see people of color. I wanted to showcase the fabulous lives that they had because I know the impact it had on me that I knew that it was possible because, so thank you yes. to the publishers of Ebony Magazine because that certainly had a, a major impact. And later on, Essence, of course, you know, it had an impact on me. So to your point, the streets, I'm saying don't only rely on the streets because the streets is no, Ebony no. Magazine as of well. You know not. what I mean? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, but I want to come back to the, I want to talk about the pushback because if I'm, mm. if we're keeping it real, because on this platform, we have authentic discussions, real stories with real women. I have to say that as a young black girl, I receive significant pushback when I started to display loads of confidence at an early age, which was the second part of my question. I don't know if any of you have that same experience. Nina. I think we might Push have back, like from okay. friends, family. I don't want to, I don't want to identify your pushback, um, <laughs> your community. <laughs> um, pushback. No, I don't feel so because if it was, it was jealousy because of what I was doing. Pushback to say anybody telling me not to do it or stop, like not to do it or stop doing it or do less of it. Mm -hmm. No, I always find that even to this day, I surround myself with a community of people that support whatever I'm doing. And if I ask for their guidance or advice, they don't take a selfish role yeah. or response to that. So, and yeah. I mean, the latest example of that is just me moving to Florida a year and a half ago, me asking my friends, what should I do? Everyone told me to go. When I was in doubt, nice. everybody told me to go. Yeah. Um, but I, mm, I can't think of anything right now that stands out and that yeah. leads me to think is because I purposely surround myself with positive friends. And mm -hmm. good for you as you should, you, you shouldn't yes. surround yourself with people who can't encourage you to be better or they are mm -hmm. threatened by the fact that your light might be shining a mm -hmm. lot more than theirs at a particular time. You know, it's, it's your light and. Mm -hmm. That's what God made you to do, to shine <laughs> your mm -hmm. light. Well, how about you, Leslie? And, and, always, oh, and you know, 
Yeah. Go ahead, Nina. Sorry. No, we're no just I was saying that. like, yeah, the negative part of that is like I've lived in that bubble and a mm -hmm. bubble of friends. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until I moved to the US, which I understood what maybe jealousy was or negative people were. Because um, hmm. um, now that you have me thinking and retrospecting, I do remember when I moved to the US and just experiencing that because, and I didn't understand those dynamics of how. So just to be clear, people. you didn't you didn't experience this in Canada growing up. In Canada. No, because you know you have have that bubble. You so your parents. You, they all immigrated at the same time. They all had children. You hung out with your cousins or those family mm -hmm. friends and their children. So there's this bubble of understanding, of culture. And it's not until I moved to the U.S. that I, this American culture where it was like, whoa, this is not how I grew up. This is, there are evil people out there who yeah. are out to get you because of the light that you shine. Yeah. So it was then. And where I tried to, did I pull back? No, I just kind of understood how to navigate myself better and who I surrounded myself with. And yeah. once I realized who those I people were, you. then fine. I feel you. I had a similar experience myself, but not only in the US, mm -hmm. in, in the Caribbean as well. What about okay. you, Leslie? So I, um, I did experience some pushback and, um, in terms of when I applied for a professional program, I was told that I wouldn't make the grade, I wouldn't make the cut, I wouldn't be successful. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, that's, it's actually sometimes it works in your favor to hear these yes. things. Yes, yeah, and, sometimes. Um, I was right. like, well, I'll just have to prove you wrong. And, and I did. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, not everyone will be supportive. You would get pushback if you did demonstrate that you are confident in your, in your skills. Um, or just in whatever you desire to to do in life, um, and not everybody's going to be supportive, but no. it can definitely so you, help. You have you to, have to know who to listen to, correct? Yeah, you you absolutely do. Mm. So in the end, mm -hmm. this, this the very person that was not exactly kind to me with those words ended up uh, respecting me. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, and and reaching out to me, you know, in my professional life for um, you know for support. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do. But you yeah. know, it's, it's, yeah. so really, you just have to choose your your circle, your village, carefully. Yeah. Yes. Because you yes. can, you know, just like how you can fall in and out of love, you can certainly fall in and out of confidence based on yes, where you absolutely. find yourself in a particular, you know, at a particular time in life. You know, who you're surrounded yeah, by, sure. what you're going through, mm -hmm. and so on. But I think if the foundation is there, and mm -hmm. talking about the foundation, I, you know, today I was looking at some statistics from Harvard Review. And I think this may have been as far back as 2012, where they seem to imply that people who, are, who have low self-confidence are likely to be more successful. And um, I don't necessarily agree with Harvard Review. Um, and all respect, no. I mean, enough respect low to Harvard, but I just can't see that. Now, this is why I think that this word confidence has to be dissected and we yes. probably define and we probably need a paper on it because um, I don't think because you are successful with your grades, it means that you're successful, per you're a successful person. Cause I know people who have never gotten, 
beyond a C grade in their life mm -hmm. who are very successful at what they do and very, mm -hmm. and feel extremely confident about themselves. So I think Harvard should have broadened their research outside of their compound because that is not necessarily my experience with right. success. You right. are successful yeah. as you feel as well. You know, brilliance doesn't always translate yeah. into a positive self-esteem, self you know? Yeah, you, mm -hmm. you have people who are really um, badass, pardon my expression, as statistics and they can crunch any number but they can't muster the courage to address an audience, you know, and right. because of how they feel about themselves mm -hmm. they'll hand the paper to somebody mm -hmm. else to deliver the message. So they're bright and they pass mm -hmm. the exams and they have a degree, but it don't mean that they feel confident in who they are. You feel me? Yes, we do. Yeah. But one of the other, one of the other things I wanted to ask you ladies, um, you know, um, do, do you think that you would have gotten ahead in your career, picking up from what Harvard suggests? And I don't know if they've had a more recent study because studies come and studies go. But would you have gotten ahead and to be where you are in your careers if you did not have sufficient, you know, self confidence to push yourself, especially at times mm -hmm. like what you what you alluded to, Leslie Ann, when somebody told mm -hmm. you, "Hey, you wouldn't make it in this program." Mm -hmm. I remember a teacher telling mm -hmm. me at A levels. My econ mm -hmm. teacher, Miss John, you're mm -hmm. going to miss the boat. And I sat there because of the DNA I was born with, one that they may typically right. call arrogance. And I said to myself, lady, I'm going to buy several boats. I didn't mm -hmm. answer her. And mm -hmm. I can. I didn't answer her. But how do you tell a young person at that time in their life yeah. that they're going to miss the boat or whatever? You know, instead yeah. of doing the reverse of what you did with your students, saying, hey, right. you guys can do it. Maybe you need to buckle down a little bit. But this sort of negative reinforcement that, that we have become accustomed to thinking that we're producing mm -hmm. the best in human beings, sometimes we're really just tearing them apart. So do you think you would have been um, successful if you didn't have the confidence? And my last question, because we almost it's almost time for us to wrap up, is that do you think that our education system, bringing back to schools, should have a mandatory class in confidence and grooming you know, after all, they did teach us home economics and you had to go and cook and stuff. Why do girls have to go and do a cookery class and so on? When they could have taught us grooming and self-confidence and posture. And those things mm -hmm. would really prepare us for the world out there. Interviews. I am looking forward to seeing these types of curriculum in the school system because young women, if, if, we, were, if we were to get this earlier, like by 12, yo, I would have been Michelle Obama, Kamala Harris, Oprah Winfrey, everybody in one. <laughs> <laughs> I, hear I hear you. Yeah. So, what do you think, Leslie? Do you think that one, we need this in the school system? I mean, you as an occupational therapist should know better. And are you where you are? But do you feel that yeah. your confidence had a lot to do with your particular success in your field? Yeah, you know, it can be damaging when a professor tells you you're not going to be able to be successful. And, mm -hmm. you know, I ignored it. So, for me, I, you know, I absolutely believe that my confidence helped me to push through and to persevere. Um, yeah. Now, should we have grooming classes, these types of things in the school system? Mm -hmm. As much as I believe that they're helpful, I think it should be like a wraparound service that could be offered. Like, because, you know, the school day is as busy as it is in terms of like, academics. To add, you know, additional like social emotional support is important. And mm -hmm. to train and to help groom 
you know, confident young people mm -hmm. is absolutely important as well. But I think yeah. that needs needs a broader platform, not just the classroom, a platform that could include people from many walks of life and from many mm -hmm. different professions outside of a teacher that could actually show the children, show these students so, that it's possible. And, so and I respectfully the, and I, disagree I, with you. I think no, it needs to be a hardcore class. Hardcore. There's a program that I worked with for many, many years that believed you know, uh, the, the theory was, you know, you're going to start going to college in, from the eighth grade. And these were from for students in particular who, who nobody in their family ever went to college in this day and age in America. And mm -hmm. uh, my student, I had her from grade, from eighth grade until she mm -hmm. graduated. And mm -hmm. this particular program had um, supports um, with academics as well as introducing the students to public speaking, to being ambassadors for the group, travel. They, we took them to Ghana, took them to Amsterdam. The students had to get up and speak, pre make mm -hmm. presentations. They would nice. go to grooming-based classes, for example. At, um, there's a particular um, organization that would have them over and teach them proper etiquette. So all of this can be done. It just can't be done in the school day. I, I, and then, so, and then so maybe they we were can able do to it like see... summer classes so students have access possibly, to this kind of thing. Possibly, Because I think it's absolutely. extremely important. You send it a lot is, of but in the so school bright students out there with certificates uh -huh. and they don't even know how okay. to set up right they don't know how to use okay. a knife and fork or okay. several courses okay. of cutlery you know that's yes. not fair to them because nobody prepared them and they, and they're not necessarily from homes where the butler right. brings and lays a table to the nines it's you know kind okay. of thing so i, I hear you respectfully disagree you know black I women you. disagree and I not be angry yeah, absolutely I just, if you see the core curriculum, you'd, you'd understand where I'm coming from. It's yeah. jam-packed. No, I'm not and sure. I, I They'll have to that. extend the school day for that. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. But, and that's why. But I, is it important? I, I, Absolutely. It's it important. Is important. Let's do it for summer. Do it as summer classes. I don't think it takes the okay. entire year for them to learn something like that. No. You know how you of feel? Of course not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how you feel about that? I think it's a good elective to take because I remember when I had to... Um, sit down at a business meeting, business dinner meeting, and knowing what fork to take. Thankfully, I mean, I ate out a lot with my parents at restaurants, so I knew to eat from the out, choose from the outside in. But a lot, a lot of people, I've had to mm -hmm. teach people Learn on the fly. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't grab that spoon, <laughs> you know, or they just didn't know. And it, I, without embarrassing them, right? Um, yeah, but of course, because it's not their fault. No, somebody has to teach you something and it's not their fault. Right. And but, I think you know. it's just one of those rituals of life that someone, not everybody has access to, especially if you come from a lower income family, you're not going to yeah. be necessarily eating out at restaurants, knowing what fork and spoon to eat I, the soup or how to even right. use the spoon. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it sets And then going up. back to your point earlier. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. No, you Sorry. go ahead. Delay, that delay. No, that delay. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to address your first question about just, mm -hmm. um, it brought me back to a place where I was in high school and Les mentioned her professor who basically mm -hmm. led her down the wrong path. Um, and I had the same, not the same intention. It was more out of protection but I still felt it was bad advice to give. Um, a when I wanted to be an interior decorator, this professor told me, well, by the time you grow up, computers are gonna be uh, ruling everything. So it's not a good idea to be an interior decorator. 
So I was <laughs> devastated actually. And then um, similarly, Caribbean parent, well, not my mom. She was like, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, wanted to be a makeup artist, take a year off from high school. And this is the days when we didn't have YouTube. So yeah. Nina wanted to be a makeup artist. And uh, dad was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and, you know, I was going to be yeah. defiant and still, because yeah. back then, Mac is what grew out of Toronto at the yeah. time and I wanted to take a Mac course and part of me yeah. and this is just how I am like even though you say no I'm still gonna do it just like with yeah. how less and that was my drive so that's the built-in um oh, no. confidence I'm, I'm talking about yeah that's the, that's, that's right. the DNA I call it DNA confidence yeah that I I, I thank God and I had it yeah it's an especially as a young black woman Because let me tell you, a lot of things flew over my head because I was living in a bubble. Right. You feel me? And if those things had landed on me, I I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be able to Mm -hmm. live in several countries and run my own business. And I just would not have been that person if I allowed those things to stick when they tried to land on me. I was in a bubble floating. You know, from a very young age, I realized that I had to inject myself with that because then this would not have been the end result. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Yeah. totally understood. But, you know, as we were talking about it, confidence being innate and learning can also be something that, for example, if you don't particularly know something, as Nina gave the example of Mm -hmm. how to to set, to eat, how to choose your utensils appropriately. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily know that, but I looked. You know, yeah. and I, you know, just a matter of just kind of doing, you know, observing. Because you know, so you, you, can kind you of knew where out. you wanted to be. You knew where you wanted to be. And no, you but if you, you are, to go if get you're already at, right. Yeah. If you're already at the mm-hmm. table and you're looking and you're in that situation, right? I mean, but luckily, as you said, kids have YouTube now, and there's Correct. so much to, that they can actually learn. <laughs> so that can help yeah. them to I, be again, able to we, be as confident we, as possible. Again, we're operating under the assumption that a lot of kids have access to internet at home. And I mean, this pandemic showed us, showed us a lot that's true. that that's not entirely. So we're living in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not every kid. But I just want to remind our viewers and listeners to follow me and the others would talk. I mean, I know Leslie's not very social. So Nina and I are social and I'm Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, YouTube at Basha Powell. Follow your girl. You know, I keep it popping every time, you know? Where you, where you at? Where you at? <laughs> where you at? <laughs> Give us your handle. Give us your social handle. And it's going to be in the, the article associated with this I particular am... podcast. Sure. My Insta is N-I-B as in boy, A as in alpha photos. That's Neba photos. Mm-hmm. And my handle on Facebook is Neba photography. And wow. my Twitter handle is Nina, N-I-N-A, Babel, B-A-B-E-L. And I just want to tell everybody that Nina, despite her multifaceted career, um, as because she did take her dad's advice, actually, and, and she's an IT professional, but, but she's also such a boss photographer, <laughs> and she does drone photography. She's a badass, and her photography is amazing for fashion, portraits, whatever it is. Follow her on Instagram and she'll get you sorted. Yeah. Anyways. Yep, you have any photography needs. Yeah. Well, they're going to see all that in, in, in the post, right? So, guys, thank you for tuning in today. Um, and I want to thank these amazing queens for joining me. I look forward to just having this authentic discussion 
I mean, I can go on for hours. We are already beyond the time allotted to us, but I still want to say thank you for joining me. Um, the reason we created this podcast is to do just this for women to lift each other up and for women to support women. Um, you know, the struggle is real. We see what we're facing as a community. And it's one thing for your community to be under attack, but it's another thing for you to be attacking each other in the community. You know, time is better spent lifting each other up. If you see a woman struggling, lift her up. If you see her flourishing, let her go. Let her fly. It's her time. God is didn't, he never said it that he wasn't coming back to organize you. You know, his blessings are unlimited. Let's support each other. Let's continue to, you know, be careful what we say about other women because it takes one to know one. You feel me? That's right. I feel you. Yeah. So be careful what we say about other women, you we know? Feel you. We'll get there quicker together than alone. Amen. It's your girl, Vasha. I was joined today by Nina Babel and Leslie and Bailey, and I'm sure they're going to be back. And I can't wait to see you guys next week. Thank you for joining me. I had a blast. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.